If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix Club. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Phoenix Pod. <laughs> I don't really know what I was going for. I've just I, I I got a little bit overexcited. It's, it's a new it's a, it's a new episode of the Phoenix Pod. I'd be excited too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so you should be. Yeah. <laughs> just excited recording. I am of course your host once again, AXC. Joined by a man who is half, half a man. A man. <laughs> Ooh. Nearly there. That was that was nearly perfect. Nearly there. We're getting there. It's only taken us what? Well, we did it's we a... did at the podcast last Christmas when uh, I gave Bunkle the beads because we actually got it like in sync. But... Yeah, we, that was in person. To be fair, that was a it's, lot yeah, easier. It's, yeah, we don't always... have lag. We don't have lag and ping to deal with. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's more more skill when you're doing your podcast over a Skype call. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's an art, shall we say? You get mm-hmm. the timing right. And the other voice you can hear. Oh, I said your name yet? No, you know, I haven't ever. No, not yet. He's he's a man who is stupid. He's allegedly sexy, and he's called Flinders. He's stupid, sexy Flinders, and I feel like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all. In fact, you should feel like you're wearing your yellow jacket tonight. I should be, yeah. I do sort of... I, I, I find that glassicist because I'm wearing glasses and I am not um, Matthew Kelly. You're drafting, mm-hmm. you're drafting vibrant colours, though. So. Oh, I am dra- oh, to be fair, so I am wearing sort of like <laughs> high-visibility colours because I'm currently wearing my retro... Well, can we call it retro? Um, Blackpool FC shirt. Yeah, it's a decade old. It's the old Blackpool shirt that they wore in the Premier League, complete with Premier League badges. Um, I was going to say, you mean your name is not Mohammed? My name is not Mohammed, but. <laughs> or Mahatma. Mahatma, or, yeah, maybe or Mahatma. Or Mahmood, yes. <laughs> I'm certainly not Emmanuel. <laughs> and this the other voice you can hear. From the R.I.D. podcast and the Lost Art of WrestleBox, it's Lewis Ogden. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> How's Val doing? We're, We're doing, doing fine. fine. <laughs> See, that's how you get it in sync, Coxie. That's how you get it in it sync. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, it wasn't in sync, because once again, lag and Skype. Lag and <laughs> Skype. shit all over it. Fuck. Well, it sounded in sync from where I was sitting. We need Discord. <laughs> we need Discord. I've tried Discord. Does it, it didn't work on the work for me. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. Um, yeah, it was a bit like this pandemic and a complete and utter bastard. Well, I said to Bunkle, I was like, if you can, sit, if you can have a look at it yourself, and he's like, yeah, we'll do. And he's like, oh, I just, well, I just make cooks and do it. They say, ask Cookson. He knows. <laughs> he knows all this magic wizardry. 
I'm not talking about D and D here. It's just Discord in general. I've, I've looked into it, but then I, I set up what you said, what it was said to do, and it just wouldn't, it didn't seem to work for me. So I don't know whether it's something I did or something Discord did. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't get me to do it because we all know what me and technology and sort of what <laughs> the result happens of that. Either computers die or software just seems to just not work. Full stop. To be honest with you, there's this, there's a saying that. Um sets up this situation stay in your lane yeah i was gonna say don't give don't give don't give paul a a leading role in a podcast (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say stay in the lane because you know uh skype's been relatively consistent for us for all the stuff we've been doing oh yeah it's it's, it's been a fantastic skype is a fantastic safety net you know, it's got all the things that you need for a podcast in built in it, but it's not the best quality, shall we say? It's I, I'm going to call it the as the cornflakes. The as the cornflakes. It gives you a say, good. <laughs> I was I was going to say it's the Ron seal of, um, you know, <laughs> the Ron <laughs> seal on contacting technology. It does exactly what it says in the tin. Yeah, I'll go with that actually. Well, the way I was going to go was it's going to be it's like it's you know it's the as the home brand cornflakes, it's not the shittiest cornflakes that they do, but the ones that they got their own name on, they're all right. Discogs your Kellogg's though, <laughs> <laughs> quality. Well, well you, you get what you pay for, so <laughs> no comments. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, this week we're looking at episode four of that Peter K thing as part of our that Peter K thing series before we move on to season two of the Phoenix Knights. And this week we are travelling to Manchester Arena. Yeah. Or as it was formerly called the Manchester Evening News Arena. Yeah. Ah yes, memory. This was and this was mentioned in the commentary saying it was the Manchester there was like a it was like a contract sort of thing that was signed until twenty fifteen. And he said in the commentary to whatever it's going to be called after that. Yeah, he said something like the Manchester Arena or the something something arena, like Manchester Arena, whatever yeah. it's going to be called in 2015. I had to listen to Manny Bagman. So I'm sure this came out in like 2004. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I seem to remember um, it was like Sam, it was like the Manchester Samsung or like Manchester T Mobile Arena or something like that. Because, like, literally the first note I have here in my little notepad which I do for like all my podcasts is literally MEN Arena are memories because um my most the most recent one I went to was sort of back end of the year where I went to a madness concert which mm. was well it was sort of like in the title really it was quite mad to be honest with you because <laughs> <laughs> it's like 10 15 thousand people sort of like singing along to madness and I'm there just sort of like going yeah, I know a couple of the songs. Just sort of like, don't know their extensive back catalogue. No, but, I've just got, I've got an Im- images now of fifteen thousand people jumping up and down, just singing baggy trousers. <laughs> that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what it was like, man. Pretty much what it was like. That um, sounds but, fucking amazing, by the way. <laughs> it's definitely experience. It was an experience, sort of like being in that crowd. I mean, like particularly when I went off to the Balkans and sort of like coming back, sort of being stood at sort of like the midpoint in the stand. The, the seating area bit. Yeah. And sort of like looking over at sort of like the great big massive crowd of people just sort of like bouncing along with sort of like it's the experience that you get from sort of a um a live crowd. But my yeah. main 
my main like really great memory about it was um me this is when i'm still talking to talking to my dad um <laughs> it was when myself my dad half sister and sort of like the partner he was seeing at the time went to like a great big massive charity gig and there was like all sorts of like musical acts sort of like there and actually <clears throat> it's quite topical actually peter k made an appearance in this sort oh. of like this gig that we went to um and there was sort of like this like you know raffle competition just oh, sort yeah. of like you know of, um and they, they made sort of like raffle entries to sort of like you know backstage passes and yeah. the the main prize was like an all-inclusive holiday to um Sharm el sheikh in egypt oh, and yeah. half my half sister actually had the winning raffle ticket so we ended up having sort of like a week and a half all-inclusive in egypt which was a pretty darn good holiday so that's obviously so that's a that's a fairly positive memory for me from the uh, the MAN Arena <laughs> or the Manchester Manchester Arena. See, I've only been to see comedy gigs there. Um, I saw I've, I've been to I've been twice, and it was both to Russell Howard gigs, mm. which were which were fun. I I've lost count of the amount of times I've been to Manchester Arena for wrestling <laughs> gigs, comedy, you name it. <laughs> The first, the first time I ever went there, though, was in 2004 for um, the very first re-tapings in, in the UK when they did Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah. And it was like October, October or November. It's it's usually around about November because it's usually around about the time of my birthday because um, I remember, I think it was 2014... Um, when they did Raw and SmackDown tapings in Liverpool, I actually went yeah. to that as part of sort of like my birthday present daily mob bob. Um, and I was literally about to say sort of like it, I've no like wrestling show experience in Manchester. It's literally all sort of like Liverpool based because like I remember my very first wrestling show that I ever went to see was WWE in 2009. And they actually had a main event of John Cena and... DX, which was Shawn Michaels and Triple H against Randy Orton and Legacy. I don't oh. know why, sort of like that. That sticks out quite a bit because it was like one of the it was like one of the very first events of sort of like when the Liverpool Echo Arena very first opened up. Oh yes, mm. I remember that. Never went. <laughs> it's not a bad arena to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's not as grand or as big as the MEN Arena, but it's like a, it's a nice little arena to go to. I don't need to be. I think the MEN's I think a full capacity, I think it's twenty one thousand. Yeah, it's and it's sort of like it's the twenty thousand bracket. The Liverpool Arena, I think it's fifteen. It's not that big. It's about ten ten or twelve thousand. Big enough. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. big enough. I mean at the time of when they were making this episode that we're reviewing today, the MEN was the biggest indoor arena in the whole of Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was yeah, a big definitely. deal. I don't even. I don't even think at that point they'd um, set up the O2 Arena yet. Which no, it was still. It was. It was still when this was being filmed. I think the the Millennium Dome was still being built. Yeah. So it wasn't even. A, it wasn't anything. It was just a shell. Mm-hmm. A big white shell. <laughs> 
So yes, original air date the second was the second of February two thousand. Set in the Manchester Evening News Arena, this episode follows the staff and customers preparing for a Super Sounds of the Seventies night. The incumbent Matthew Kelly. Try to another lisp. The incompetent Matthew Kelly is employed as a steward, having only applied for the job in order to see concerts for free. He gets hassled by live sex, live sex trainers Chris and Sean, and he's angry when he says during the steward in the concert, you're left in charge of the car park. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and as we're introduced to Matthew Kelly as he's walking through, he says, Matthew Kelly, he's going to be tonight. And I thought to myself, oh, that's got to be a rip-off of stars in your eyes. <laughs> it has to be. For me, it's kind of that thing, though, like the... the, the the uh, this one opens with the, the shot of the, the the infamous like Manchester Arena stairs, which everyone has climbed at some point in their life. I have. Ro- <laughs> ro- all right, apart from you. <laughs> but like everyone, they rocked it up them, or they've like just struggled to the top. There's <laughs> that thing with um, you get that the voiceovers, Manchester Arena, and you see Matthew, like, you see well, you see someone climbing the stairs, and there's a, like a fade cut, and there's a few more stairs up, and you see another fade cut. And he's a few more stairs up, and he gets the top. But who is that man? It's Matthew Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Finally making it to the top, he asks the cameraman if he has any oxygen, and he says, "I don't, I don't fancy doing this every bloody day. I tell you that much." (laughs) (laughs) It's the first day of a new job for Matthew Kelly. As we reveal it, it was revealed that he will be a steward at the arena, aka a yellow yeah. jacket. Yeah. And um, according to the commentary, this a lot of this is based on real people and stuff from when Peter Kay worked at the arena, the actual arena himself back in 1996. I think he says in the commentary. Yes, it was in the mid 90s. Uh, not quite, can't remember the, the year, but it was mid 90s. And a lot of it is based on what he had to experience while he was working at the MEN. There is there is other tidbits as well from uh, interviews and stuff I've seen on the uh, like uh, what's it, what's it called Jonathan Ross now which I'll get into later. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so we're gonna have a, a live sex seminar with Sean and Chris. Sean is played by Peter Kay and seems to be sporting the same teeth from episode three, the ice cream man cometh. Yeah. Whilst Chris which is, is played. Sorry, go on. There is. Sort of like later on, where they took the other sort of like do an interview with the live set guys. And on the commentary, I think one of the guys asked Peter Kay, Are they the teeth that you use in Coronation Street? Because don't forget, he had a role in Coronation Street for a little while with Peter Kay. Yeah. And he turns it's... around and he says, It's not them teeth, it's the teeth he ha- that Mr. Softy had he used yeah, in Coronation was... Street. Yeah. But from well, he did gonna... actually. I was going to say they sort of like they they did seem sort of like similar dentures to the ones that he wore as Mr. Softy Top. Yeah. In the previous, episode. they're exactly the same ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but funnily enough, he did actually appear in Coronation Street. I think three times. There was a few yeah, episodes, it's, yeah. It's only it's only a couple that I remember. Mm. Was, was it like a was... restaurant owner or something? No, there was one where he appeared. He was like in someone's house. He was like bringing some furniture in or something. And he said, he turns and says something to whoever's house it was, and then walks out. And there's another one where he appeared as like uh, characters for like a couple different, a couple of different characters for a couple of episodes. As like someone like a, a blind date or something like that. And mm. from what I remember, so 
Plus, not to mention the fact that I served him in the Rogue's Return. Well, I served his missus, his wife. <laughs> but uh, that's another story to the current really discuss work. <laughs> lovely claims to fame. Yeah, we should we should probably make mention as well, sort of like LiveSec. They are the they're just basically looked looked at as sort of like a team to come in and teach. Excuse me, the yellow coats or sort of like you know the the staff in charge of like crowd control of health the and safety, yeah. just basically health and safety, crowd control, all of that malarkey. Yeah. And there's some reason when they start doing the seminar, there's a cock drawn on the uh, blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> that also carried over to the Berlin one, doesn't it? Yes, it does. End, but, yes, it does. Um, getting back on track, uh, we have Sean and Chris. Sean's played by Peter Kay, as I previously discussed, whilst Chris is played by Neil Fitzmorris, best known for playing Ray Vaughn in Phoenix Knights yeah. and other characters <laughs> throughout that Peter, the, that Peter Kay thing. Yep, sporting a different look. Yes, complete with pedo tash. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they're running for the final day of training, which is how to conduct a complete and thorough body search. Thank you, Sean. Now, anal probes. Anal probes. <laughs> Where and how to use them in a crowd situation. <laughs> which, amazingly, we don't sort of like see in action when <laughs> the, the eventual gig that happens in the second half of the episode happens. Which... I thought you would have been quite interested to see, just sort of like a case of, excuse me, sir, can you just uh, come this way to this little area we've got him back? And you just see some big metal rod just go behind the curtain. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's just sort of like in that episode of um, of Top Gear where they go sort of like through the Chilean border, sort of like, you know, we went through the proper procedures and it's just a shot of the building outside and all you can hear is Jeremy Clarkson in the, in the background going, Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that one of the Grand Tour as well where they had to like um, I can't what they, they had to like get out of some like a film like an action sequence with a helicopter or something it was like them against like a group of like terrorists that's yeah. some quotation fingers and the bit where Jeremy sometimes like end up like stuck in a wall and he's like <laughs> Oh no, something's happening. <laughs> you, can't, you don't see it from behind, you just left to assume that he's evidently getting bummed or something. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so um well enough in the in the commentary as well with the when this is happening, Peter Peter does discuss that the there was um Sean and Chris are based on two actual guys who came into the training and they'd done it that many times that they were literally finished finishing each other's like waiting for the next one, the the previous one to finish, and yeah, thank you, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Chris. <laughs> like, because they've just yeah. done that every time. They they know the full spiel inside out. Like they just had each other's lines memorized and that. So yeah, they were just like they were, they were like handing over to each other quite a bit, <laughs> sort of thing. It's like they'd literally say one sentence of right, Sean, right, Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then we get um, a sort of close-up interview with Chris and Sean with, well, I came out of prison in 85. And he's like, oh, well, no, I, I wasn't inside. And he's like, I, was, I was a prison officer. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Burns? Or Tracy Burns? <laughs> Tracy Burns? Uh, uh, Sean reveals he used to box at flyweight. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at which that, it, Lucas. Which even... Uh, 
Paddy and uh, what's it called? Um, Craig Cash. Craig Cash are both sort of scoff at like, well, fly away. <laughs> Uh, they reveal that they the uh, they work all over the world and they're going to Berlin next after Manchester, uh, along with some of the acts they work with. Whilst Chris reckons he once saw Cher's ass, but Sean denies it. Says, "Oh, it was a it was a dance. It was Chris. It was a dancer. dancer. It, was, it was a dancer." Yeah. Oh man, it definitely no. It was a dancer. A dancer. <laughs> oh god, I don't know why uh, you want to see Cher's ass. <laughs> After that, we get uh, Matthew and other creatures lining up, lining up for a quick coffee break. Whereas once one woman, one woman can't press the uh, the sort of hot drink dispenser, <laughs> she's trying to figure out. And Matthew sat there, sort of jittering, like a best, a best help, and it's pissing me off. And he just proper, proper slams the top of the thing, so I'm like, <laughs> there you go. And the woman just takes a step back, like, what the. <laughs> Yeah, Matthew Matthew looks at this job as sort of like a is <laughs> like a, a free chance at a, a chance at seeing sort of like free gigs and sort yeah, of like yeah. no, it's, it's a piece of piss. Just have to stand there and just sort of like watch watch gigs. It's great big massive arena. It sounds sounds freaking piece of piss. Really. Yeah, he's like, so you get paid for doing nothing and watching shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which fun enough, people people used to think that's what I used to do at the Odeon. <laughs> It's always just people would always come in and be like, "Oh, I bet, bet your job's easy. You just stand there and just like, but you just, like, sort of, just watch films all day." And it's like, "No, we do more than that, mate." No, we do more than that. No, it's all a lot more to it than that, as you evidently find out later on in the episode. Oh yeah. Um, my notes have just kicked me off. There we go. I'm back hey. Technology. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we get the interview with Matthew te- saying he's technically an actor as he's landed the role in uh, Oliver. Yep. Um, yep. Along with the fact it's next week they've got Elton John, which he says he's going to put his name down for as the the cameraman asks him, "Is it is it casual work?" And he's like, so, "Sorry, casual." And he's like, "Casual." Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you're really flexible. I've got because oh I've just been casting Oliver. And, uh, who, and who are you playing? Play? Play? Oh, are I'm, play I'm playing Mr. Bumble. You know, uh, <laughs> you, you want more? You you more? More? You want along with more? Saying, <laughs> along with saying it's North Star cast, including Lulu. And if you're playing a certain drinking game, you best take a shot now. As Bob yeah. Carroll G's gets a mention Yay! again. Yay! <laughs> Damn it! I've, I've drank all my lemon cordial. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we find out who um, Bob Calgary's is going to be. Is it going to be Fagan and Spit the Dogs going to be Bullseye? Oh no, is it Bullseye and... Yeah, I know it was Bullseye, but who was he playing? Okay, it wasn't Fagan, it was someone it else. Fagan. I can't remember no, who, but... Not Bill Sykes, is it? No, it might have been Sykes, actually. I think it might be Sykes, if it's, that's the yeah, case. I think it's Sykes. Whoever has bull, 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 uh, bull's either dog. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sykes. Yeah. <laughs> so, back with Chris and Sean, the minute they're discussing cameras, I mentioned no do- no food or drink unless on pr- proven medical grounds, which is a bit foreshadowing for later on in the episode. Aye. <laughs> then they begin to discuss one of their pet, re- their pet hatreds, flash photography, and how disruptive it is. Spelt wrong on the board. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then mention Elton John in somewhere in Europe, somewhere in Europe during Candle in the Wind. <laughs> There's one person wanting to get their uh, their photo. <laughs> flash, bang, hit him as quick as that. And it's, oh yeah, quick as a flash. <laughs> Which had like all three Paddy, Craig, and uh, Peter all just pissing themselves on the car- on the commentary, <laughs> saying he uh, <laughs> flew into Nikita and then into Saturday Night or something like that. Oh look, he had the backing band with him, so he was all right. It's like yeah. Nikita, Nikita, Rocky, Rocket, Rocket Man, all sad songs. Uh, just sort of like thank God for his backing band because they just sort of like you know they played along and just sort of like made it pass it off as if he was doing a medley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, there was a interesting tidbit with Peter Kay because there was one point when he was on Jonathan Ross like many moons ago, and he was saying about when he was in uh, he was on holiday in he was in when he was in Las Vegas. Funny enough, so whether this is the same time that he did the first script and had to go tra- drag his wife around looking for somewhere to fax it off to. <laughs> and he was saying about, uh, oh yeah, I, had a, I got up, I had a Bailey's, and I, I thought I'd get up and sing. <laughs> he said, but before me, there's this, uh, this German German uh, air conditioning salesman called Hans from Dusseldorf, and he got up and he started singing "Candle in the Wind," but it wasn't the it wasn't the Norma Jean version, it was the Anna version. He's like, he's like, I can't say Anna. He's like, Min Anna, she can't say she can't say Anna. Can't say anything either. She'll burn if she says lesbians. He does this whole bit where he's like, he's like, he said he's, he stood there and this guy's singing goodbye English rose. He's going, oh God, here we go. He <laughs> <laughs> gets this bit later on in the song and he said, this, this, he said, oh yeah, we've got some hands doing candle in the wind. But then he goes, it's the ladies. It seems to me you live your life like a candle in the wind. <laughs> oh no! But then he gets the whole bit about the the rain. He's like, oh, it's always that fine rain. That fine rain soaks you through. Fine rain soaks you through. <laughs> oh dear. Fuck's sake. Um. <laughs> back with uh, Chris and Sean. Men search men and women search women. Now, I know there's some men in here who'd like it the other way around, but hands off. <laughs> hands Met off. To absolute silence. <laughs> <laughs> they discuss bag searching and frisking, then go on about building a rapport with visitors, such as asking the favourite team, who's your favourite singer? And if all else fails, show the magic fun trick. Magic fun trick. Magic fun trick. <laughs> like... Chris attempts it and then he just sort of like goes, "Yeah, Sean, you do it. You're you're better. You're better." And it's just sort of like more. It's it's basically exactly the same thing. Just sort of like you know, of, it's more bent over. That's well, pretty much more, it. More, more bent over and it's a bit sort of like more shaken, as if he's doing some sort of like extravagant like jazz. He's having to use, he's having to use force it's, to pull it off. It's when Chris says it though, and he's like, "Can you see that at the back? <laughs> do you see that at the back?" But then he goes, he's like, oh, Chris will, uh, Sean will do it. He's be- he does it better than me. And he's like, there you go. And it's all right. Any questions? Yeah, can you frisk children? <laughs> As they both just stand and look at each other confused. Not only, did, not only did Chris and Sean just sort of like stand there dumbfounded looking at each other, the entirety of the room just goes silent, which you... <laughs> 
they they have sort of like all through this sort of like le- lecture from like the live set guys, but it's like a very sort of like it's a very particular sort of silence where you can where like if a pin dropped, you could probably hear it. Yeah, like that awkward silence, just sort of like, has he? Has he said what I think he's just said? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, he has. (laughs) Yeah, it was one proper horrible sort of like silences you never ever ever want to be a part of. But uh, Peter said that he's sort of like he jokingly says that actually happened in the commentary. But he says, oh, the guy, yeah, the guy was sat there in a Macintosh, like, <laughs> he had a, a Tash and a Macintosh on. Or something <laughs> yeah. Like <that. laughs> a Tash and, a, a Tash and a Macintosh. <laughs> so then the, we appear outside a house now as we hear Ladies Night by Cool and the Gang as the voiceover reveals two attendees, Nadina and Carol. Nadine yeah. is played by Linda Thornhill and was in Brookside as Janice Evans for 12 episodes, whilst Carol is played by Joe Enright, who, of course, appeared in season one of Phoenix Nights in Beverly. Ah. Yep, Singles Night. Check it out in um, check it out on the podcast feed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not a blow car, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Won't be long now. Things <laughs> I'm going to do to you. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say sort of like the the actress who plays um, Adina, like her face is sort of like very recognisable, despite the fact that she only appeared in was it twelve episodes of Brookside? Yeah, I thought that. She's in twelve episodes of Brookside, and she appeared in a couple of other shows. For like, she was in Coronation Street for like one or two episodes. She was in another show for like eight episodes, and then it was just like the odd bit part. But she hasn't really done anything. Like she's pretty much best known for that Peter K from really in Brookside. That's like a main yeah. sort of two roles. Mm. Yeah, because she looked she looked more recognisable than probably a filmography would lead you to believe. Yeah, mm. I, thought, I thought she was looked familiar, but I couldn't quite put mm. my finger on what she'd been in. Yeah, and I can't even say I've watched Brookside. It was before my time. Obviously, I've been, I was I'm aware of Brookside. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was on telly when I was growing up, but never watched it. And it got, yes. it got, it got, it got canned before, you know. Probably, I don't know. Probably for the best. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. So yeah, I can say I'm with you. I mean, she looks really recognisable. It's like, well, where have I seen her from? Yeah. But it's like, you know, I can't figure out where where it is. Like you say, mm. she looks she looks more recognisable than her actual filmography would suggest. Yeah. Which is weird. Mm. So, um, yes, we have. Uh, we've, we've come to discover Adina's never never been to a concert before. This is her first time. Whereas yeah. Carol's been to a fair few. As she run, runs through a list. <laughs> then we got a quick montage of them getting ready and discussing seventies music and the clothing on that sort of thing. Then see them wandering the streets of the bus stop, all dolled up in wigs and seventies gear. Oh God! Cat was it Carol? Carol make, makes mention of sort of like some of the uh, the people that she's been to see. Um, wet, wet, wet was one of them. Lionel Rich was Lionel Rich was another one who she wasn't expecting would be. <laughs> he was quite good. Him, I was actually quite surprised. Um, <laughs> and then she went to uh, see Simply Red, and literally the was just sort of like, "Do you remember the Simply Simply Red concert where the um, the, the stand, stand collapsed? Yeah. The stand collapsed. She was supposed to be on that." Just sort of like that was God's work. That 
That was God's work. That, mm-hmm. God, that. Sort, yeah. that sort that sort of reminds me of um sort of like the Peter K joke. I think it's the Bolton Bolton Hall one. I just sort of um, <laughs> Coxy knows which one it means. Um of the uh <laughs> of Connie. Connie when she's uh, <laughs> the funeral of Connie when she's being lowered down where the casket's being lowered down into the ground. Ray shot <laughs> shot up all the grave at Crayside. That were Connie. That was Connie's <laughs> work. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it, was it was it about someone was talking about Billy or something? It's like Yeah. Mm, he loved cheese onion crisps. He loved cheese and... onion crisp. He loved cheese <laughs> he loved cravings. He loved cravings. He loved cheese and onion crisps. And I swear when they were lowering Billy's coffin into the graveyard, I swear, <laughs> I swear, and to Christ, empty <laughs> packing of quavers across <laughs> the cemetery. That were Billy, he were there. That were Billy, he were there. And it was sort of done in the same, <laughs> done in the same way. It's God's work, that, because if you'd been on that, <laughs> But I loved as well, just sort of like, you know, they're all, you know, Adina and Carol, they're all um, tarted up for this, you know, super sounds of the 70s night. Try saying that with a lisp. Um, and, you know, there's this proper, like, ultraviolet wigs, sort of, um, you know, sh- short, short jeans, like tight flares. leggings, flares, um, you know, eyeliner, sort of like, you know, all bedazzled, all bedazzled, like, makeup all over the face. And I think it's Carol that makes the judgment of sort of like, you know, when they sit down at sort of like the um, the bus stop, just waiting for their bus to come. And she's just there just sort of like going, yeah, I, I, I love dressing up for these sort of like these 70s shows. But, you know, I, I, I think it's like really wrong when people are being like proper judgmental and nasty and, you know, sort of like treating you as you're a, you're a student. And it's... <laughs> She probably make mention of sort of like when Adina and Carol sit down at this bus stop, they yeah. sit down on the bench next to this elderly couple who are just sort of like, you know, they have to shift the up and they're sort of like squeezed in and they're a little bit sort of like, you know, shifty eyed and uncomfortable. So, like, ooh, these rascals. And then, like, a great, <laughs> it cuts to the next shot and there's like a great big massive line of sort of like people all lining up for the same coach, this like great big massive 70s night. And I found it quite funny, just sort of like, you know, when the comments being made, sort of like, well, people can be really judgmental and nasty. This old couple just literally walk out from the bus stop and just literally sort of like walk off. Shaking their heads. <laughs> Shaking their heads and just sort of like giving stabby looks and <laughs> that. Just thought it was like a lovely, it's you know, it's a lovely small little touch that was really, really good. Yeah. It makes me wonder how long they were waiting because that that couple was there when they were only left just before the coach pulled up. Yeah. So and also, um, Carol's Coke bottle seems to last all the way to Manchester Arena. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Everlasting Coca Cola. We need need some of that shit. And talking of the coach, the coach, (laughs) and who is at the driver's seat? It's Utah. Utah. Second throwback to the pilot episode. We have Matthew Kelly as the first one, but it's Utah, the coach driver, and he literally opens up the door, and everyone's there just going, "Yeah, woo!" And Utah's there. Jesus, the what seat. do you look like? What do you look like? And then 
it's the next line that gets me. He just sort of like he goes, "God, you see some sights when you don't have your gun." But <laughs> 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 well, then we're on the coach. Utah has a mic. These are the rules. If you're going to be sick, you mop it up yourself. I'm off and buff get back there. I've <laughs> no repeat from gladiators. <laughs> we, we also have a chemical toilet on board. If you're going to use it, no solids. We'll call in the services later. <laughs> and then, uh, it's, is there like a little cut before he goes on to sort of like the next little bit? Or... No, it's literally, I think, straight through, because then he's like, no bottles, no food, and no, no book him out of the emergency exit. It's not a toy. We have one young leg bounce out on Richard Torquay, and now fed through a straw. <laughs> but I, don't know, I don't know why, but that, like, properly got me. Just sort of like, I'm just at, at the image of a kid just sort of, like, bouncing down. <laughs> bouncing down, sort of like, I don't know, like the M1 on the, the way to sort of like Cornwall. Bouncing into Bolton Services. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just when he's like, any questions? And then one of them just goes, can we put this tape on? And he just goes, what's on it? <laughs> exactly like that as well. <laughs> and it's all 70s disco, disco tunes as well. Oh, and you, yes. can, the, you can coach, tell it's making Utah's skin crawl. The coach carries on down the motorway as the freak by chic players and the bus is partying. The cameraman interviews Carol and Adina. Carol, what are you going to do tonight? And Carol's like, I'm going to get absolutely hammered. And Dean, what about you, Adina? Oh, I'm on tablets. She's having a course. And Ca- Carol says, oh, I am too. But then Adina says, hey, Memphis, turn the music up. <laughs> Back with Matthew, everyone's suiting up and donning the yellow jackets. They're, <laughs> uh, they're all getting the name tags. So Chris, <laughs> says, Chris says something about, oh, I told him to wash it before he, before he put it back or something. Fucking but hell. then uh, Chris goes to give Matthew his name badge and we hear, there you go, Mohammed. <laughs> it's, it's not Mohammed, it's, it's Matthew Kelly. Matthew it's like, Kelly? It's like, I've, got, sure? I've got Mohammed here. No, it's Matthew. It's definitely Matthew Kelly. That's that's my name. Did you give it to the woman on over the phone? Yeah, yeah I gave my name. Do you not sound like Mahatma? <laughs> Mahatma. Maybe maybe, maybe Mahmoud. Mahmoud. <laughs> we got any more names? Any more names? Oh no, it's, you don't look like an Emmanuel, do you? Oh yeah, that. <laughs> sure, we got more names in the box. No, uh, that's it. Oh well, he's going to have to be Mohammed. And he's literally just there, just sort of like going, well, don't worry, because hopefully if you... As, work hard enough. If you work hard enough, they won't remember, they won't remember you for sort of like the main the name that's on your badge. They'll remember you. They'll remember you. Which, uh, but funnily enough, the Mohammed thing is a true story from when Peter's case first worked at the MEN, and his name badge for six months was Mohammed. Because <laughs> he didn't have a Peter badge. <laughs> oh dear so back on the coach we have working my way back to you by the spinners Utah looks dis- displeased with the choice in music and we see an army of yellow jackets wandering the walkway of Manchester Arena back on the coach Utah turns the music off in disapproval from the, pa- the passengers and he starts, starts playing country music saying to himself proper music proper music this 
Well, the passengers ch- chant on as Utah, uh, Utah looks in the mirror, saying, shut up to himself. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, reminded me of an old back-and-forth battle between um, the two older projectionists that we had when I worked at the island. As well, one of them worked like Tuesday to Saturday, we would have CDs on of like either film soundtracks or like bloody um, like dance music. So it'd be like Sandstorm and stuff like blasting through these screens, which for like a horror film and that was all right. But then the other one would come in at the weekend, he'd do like Sunday Monday, and he had this bloody panpipe music playing. <laughs> and he stood there on, in one of the screens going, This is the proper music you should have on. And it's like a fucking panpipe eternal flame. <laughs> like, verbally, like, some horror film on. It's like, the fuck's <laughs> this shit? Like, <laughs> so. So we see Matthew in the arena, in the arena seating area, being shown how to evacuate in case of a fire. Oh. But he's more enthralled in the music. He's having a bit of a dance. But what song it's... is hit playing, I hear you ask, listeners? It's only Burn, burn. Baby Burn by the Tramps. Burn, burn Baby Burn. Disco Inferno. Burn, baby, burn. But burn that, that, that mother burn down. That down. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I love the fact that just sort of like, you know, Chris and Sean are sort of like the, the tier down below. So they're just sort of like looking up and they're just going, Kelly, Kelly, there's, you know, the flames are coming, flames are coming. There's a baby that's been left up up on the, on the row up there. Go on, go and get it. Go you look like a constipated. You look like a constipated owl. <laughs> Funny enough, in this in this bit, Chris reminds me of an old PE teacher. Right? Who used to stand stand like from like from a distance. He could tell who everyone was. He'd stand there eating. He'd have like a full on raincoat on. He'd be pissing down. He'd go in one pocket, and pull out a pork pie, then go in the other and pull out a Mars bar. And he'd just go, get a move on. I can just imagine him chucking Mars bars at students. <laughs> just digging up. Move it! Move it! <laughs> but, so we have Chris, tell, Chris telling Matthew there's a baby in the third row who needs saving, <laughs> as he also reminds him Remember, smoke kills in seconds, fire kills in minutes. Keith <laughs> <laughs> Barr looks... gets about, doesn't he? Just a bit. He literally sort of like hops from one row to the next without sort of like going around the walkway. And he literally just hear, don't climb over the seats. Back on the coach, Utah is playing The Devil Went Down to George by the Charlie Daniels band and the passengers look less than enthralled. Utah's also strumming along whilst driving. Proper tune though, proper tune. Peter Kay did also reveal that he, he wasn't actually driving in the scenes where it, shows, it looks like he's at the wheel. He's actually sat behind the the driver. He, he doesn't have a PCV license. No, he's just they just film it looking like he's driving. He's actually pretending. And then, uh, so back for Carol and Adina. Uh, we're midway for a conversation of, of Carol saying, "Well, he got he got sent down for six months, but I still get the occasional birthday card." <laughs> As Adina notices Utah speeding, he remarks that he thinks he's in the Wild West. Hey, Memphis, slow down. <laughs> and literally, it, it, it cuts to the, the, the next shot is just sort of like inside the coach looking outside the window of like Utah, and Utah's been like pulled over by the busies. 
And literally yeah. the only thing that was missing from sort of like transitioning from one shot to the next was literally just a case of a sound effect of going, woo, woo. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing missing. Completely agree. So, yes, we have uh, Utah talking to the cop. He says, yeah, I knew the idea how fast you were going. While he tries to play off, oh, it's, uh, these boots, it's heels on them. Proper snake skin. You can't, 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 you can't gauge, gauge can't it. Gauge. can't gauge it. And anyway, these these kind of vehicles, they're, they're limited. They're limited to like like 56 miles an hour. And then the... the, the oh, no, it's, in, it's better least... than that. He goes, they have limiters. So they, can't, cop, they, cop, can't, cop. they can't go above 56 miles power. Unless you disconnect it. Unless you disconnect it, says the policeman. <laughs> but it's just the way he says 56 miles power rather than per hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another officer power. finds a revolver and Utah is arrested while being ready to write saying, what's my trigger finger? <laughs> it's a replica. It's a replica. It's a replica. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do also watch it back again, as, as noted in the commentary, the, the actual yeah. arresting officer is reading the, he's got like a, the bit next to him, like behind Utah. Yeah, so he's literally looking the... at the coach going, you have the right to remain silent, anything you do say, and all that bollocks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I actually, I, I giggle at that. I go there. You can actually visibly see the copper looking over to his right, <laughs> where his lines are sort of salad. Well, they must be stuck to the bus, mm. just hidden behind Peter Kay. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, God. <laughs> so, so then we're back in the arena, and it's going to be a busy night for, med- for Medic Duncan Beach. Hey, Duncan oh, Beach. Duncan Beach, <laughs> otherwise known as Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Daniel Kitson. Or if you need, if you need like a reminder of who Spencer is, he's the um, on the very opening night of uh, sort of like the Phoenix Club, he's the very first DJ, yeah. and he's um, he's known as going, "Let's get ready to rumble." Nineteen. He's walking in the air. Walking in the air. Listen to his high voice. <laughs> he's walking. He says walking, but he's actually flying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Duncan is interviewed about about the job and uh, about being paid. Yeah. Whilst he says he isn't, he isn't paid, but uh, people people coming round, well, regaining consciousness makes it worth it. They see me patrolling. Great, Saint John's are here. I'm going to enjoy this next song a little bit more, knowing that I'm safe. <laughs> I, I, I love the next bit where he's just sort of like goes, I can handle any <laughs> medical eventuality, providing it falls within certain parameters. <laughs> oh, and he can't administer paracetamol. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we end up back with Matthew, who briefly is walking with another bloke, and he's regaling him with how he just got a part in Oliver again. Yeah. And then we're back straight back with Duncan showing us his tools of the trade. He's like, oh, I've got gauze, lint, cooling gel. Mm. <laughs> but then stops us. I'm first aid, right? So I'm first on the scene to administer aid. <laughs> Just to tie things over until the big boys get here. And it's big, big boys? boys. Paramedics. Paramedics. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, they're just, you know, ambulance men, but with uniforms. <laughs> sort of thing. Well, they're not saying something like jumped up, uh, jumped jumped up ambulance, jumped ambulance men, men in, yeah. In, in big coats or something. I think yeah. I'm struggling to get the exact quote, but yeah. 
So uh, Matthew is en route to Hunt's back to take on the duty of frisking people. Adina and Carol show up. Adina gets in no qualms, whilst Carol gets frisked and is told, you can't take this drink in. Where she's got a, a small bottle of Coke and a small bottle of vodka. She, she uh, has a drink of Coke and decides to pour the vodka in the bottle. Then wildly Ooh. throws it to the ground. <laughs> well, ever defiant is Carol. She tries entry again, this time claiming she's diabetic. The staff member looks reluctant until Matthew gives the nod and lets her in. Yeah, have you got proof? <laughs> we do have proof. Which isn't the very, which isn't the first time he's very lenient with the rules. Yeah, sort of letting people into certain areas. And then, uh, so we get Duncan asked about his worst ever gig. He mentions, "Oh, it's my first one." <laughs> Pope John Paul at Eaton oh, Park. Pope John Paul at Eaton Park. Talk about getting chucked in it at the deep end. <laughs> You know, it got me thinking, you know, if there was a god, you know, maybe we'd provide a better seating arrangements. Maybe a drop of rain. (laughs) 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 So we then get get a montage of Matthew walking the arena space along with directing people different blocks, including such stuff as, yeah, you can take your drink in, no problem. As a, a clipper, or we also get a clipper. Someone evidently mentioned the name badge, and he said it's Matthew actually. But they gave him a helmet because they haven't actually got a name badge. <laughs> oh, uh, Carol and Nadine are trying to start a Mexican wave, no available, uh, no avail. We get more Matthew, more Mexican wave of a couple others joining in, and then Matthew gets mobbed by a group of women who want to get a better view, <laughs> and he reluctantly lets them. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're literally trying to get on sort of like they're in the seating area bit and they're trying to get in sort of like the standard area. Onto the floor, yeah. Onto the floor. They're literally just there, just going, "Oh come on, Mohammed, let us through, (laughs) let us in." (laughs) We've got vertigo. (laughs) I've got vertigo, and Matthew's literally there, just sort of like you know, looking very cautiously side to side. He's like, "All right, go on, go on in." (laughs) He literally. I think he gets like a peck in the cheek from sort of like one of the girls that goes through. Yeah, the first one there, the one that was pleading the loudest. Ah. Yeah, she goes, just gives him a massive peck on the cheek and then they just all scamper past him. Mm. So then Matthew's backstage is given a very important job, in, which is placing bottles of water on, on stage. On center oh, stage, God. though. He nervous asked a few times where they go and he's told, send a mic on stage. For, as it, as it, on stage? Followed by, will you move, Mohammed? <laughs> yeah, because he he'd sort of like he's got to take these two great big massive like two little two little ugh, two, two little balls. bottles of water up onto the stage and sort of like he's moving like they they make mention sort of like the voiceover guy is sort of like always oh, getting a little bit of stage fright sort of like you know taking these bottles up um, and he's it's just sort of like you know tentative, tentatively going up onto the stage and sort of like, you hear the, the guy in the back just like, come on, Mohammed, will you move? <laughs> he just sort of like goes there, places the bottles down, sort of like goes, sort of like puts his arm up in the air, sort of, sort of like, geez, the crowd up. Do you hear yeah. the crowd, yeah, the crowd cheering? Yeah. And as he's coming off stage, he's sort of like going, did you see that? Did you get a look at that? That's much better than Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get Carol and Adina clapping along to chance of we want the show. Adina takes a sip of Carol's Coke, then moments later from wheeled out the yellow jacket with Duncan in tow. Yeah. <laughs> Classic line from Duncan of, hey, slow down, I'm losing her. 
as he pretty much bashes the uh, the um, thingy into like the side the side of the door. Yeah. Uh, oh. The cameraman asks Duncan what's wrong with her, and he quips him, "Well, basically, she's had too much too soon." Too much too what soon. What happens <laughs> is they get overexcited. Oh, it's the blood sugars. She's been a thousand times. It's the same old story. <laughs> Expert Duncan here. Duncan hey, tells ex- Carol. Expert Duncan, but I've just sort of like, I'm glad. I'm glad. I just think back to like Flinders Stag do, just sort of like the fact that none of us went sort of like too too hard too soon. No, 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 we didn't go too hard like, too soon at all. We were quite, yeah, we were quite conservative. Yeah, we were restrained. We were restrained. We were, we were quite restrained. Yeah. Up yeah, we Pub number eight or nine, or whichever one it was. I think we got to pub eight. I think actually, I think I think three of us got to pub nine, but for, most of us got to pub eight and just basically. I think there we, was got to, we got to number ten. I think. Oh, we, was it ten? We struggled to number ten, and it was like, right, we've got. Oh, it might be nine, and it's all right. We can either do like ten or eleven, or just go straight to number twelve, and everyone was like, "We'll go to twelve, mate." Yeah, we got to twelve because <laughs> we were dead. It'd be night all day, to be fair, but. Um, yeah, I think at that at the one previous to that, we were pretty much queuing up to projectile vomiting at Lou, so <laughs> all of us were. I yeah, didn't, to be fair, but... you, know, you were the only one that didn't, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you you uh... can actually hold your beer. <laughs> mm, just about. I can't. How I managed on the wedding, I don't know. I, I can as long as I sort of like stick to one kind of drink as in sort of like, you know, for example, sort of like if I'm doing sort of like a lager night, as long as I stick to just lager, I'm absolutely fine. But if I just sort of like mix me drinks, mm. that's mm. when <laughs> that's Things when the yeah. start going off. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I managed on my wedding. I was drinking fucking everything. <laughs> I mean, before we even arrived at the venue, I'd drunken like we had um, when we went to the Metallica gig. We had um, enter night beer, and we got some ordered in for the wedding morning. The morning, and I had one of them, and then then um, Xander gave me a hip flask full of frigging rum, cracking, and yeah, cracking. And I was drinking lager and all sorts. I think I was, I think I was practically pissed before I got up to the altar, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun and then I steadily got more drunk as the day went on you didn't trip over your words though so that's the most important thing no I fucking slurred yeah. them instead well <laughs> 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 um, the thing is just sort of like with a wedding ceremony there's only two two words you need to <laughs> there's only two <laughs> words you need to memorise to you know epic degree and that's yeah. I and do <laughs> yeah, I'm memorizing the speech and reading that shit out. <laughs> so, um, getting back to the show, Duncan yes. tells, tells Carol to stand back as Adina's still saying, We want this show. We want the show. You're going nowhere. <laughs> Carol set up to go back into the show and says she'll come out and check on Adina as Adina begs her not to leave, but she's off. Yeah, yeah she'll start talking about priorities, you know. Literally, Duncan yeah. just forces Adina's head back down between the knees. It's like, it's like a boom down. <laughs> There's a very specific reason why sort of like Carol leaves Adina sort of like leaving. It's just sort of like, because you, you can hear sort of like in the background sort of like great big massive sort of like 70s music start off. And you can sort of like see her give sort of like a shifty eye look of just sort of like, 
all the show stars in all oh, but do I really want to leave my best mate is like yeah yeah, yeah. I do because yeah. I, I, I want to get the <laughs> show scene. yeah I've paid me money I'll, you know get... <laughs> I'm here I might as well enjoy myself <laughs> so the show is up and running Matthew tries to sneak a look in as he does he gets caught by Chris Kelly what are you doing oh I'm just, I'm just in my break well I'll give you a break one of your legs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you take that, thank you very much. As he hands him a yellow outdoor yeah, jacket. There's, there's people Get down to the car park. Need relieving. And he walks towards the camera. You just hear him going towards the camera. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Well, what about the concert? What about it? Go on, Schnell. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just sort of like whether it was a misinterpretation from sort of like the, um, the subtitle bits, uh, Flinders. Because like... Hmm. You hear sort of like Mercury, Freddie Mercury, on the sort of like the subtitles bit, sort of like Matthew as he's sort of like going towards the camera bit, sort of like makes a comment of sort of like moody, very moody. (laughs) And then you just hear from behind sort of like um, Chris going, got my eye on you, Kelly. And then sort of like off camera, you can hear Matthew just sort of like go, yeah, you're not too bad yourself. Book and filth, sir. So, uh, back with Redina, she sat with Duncan. The cameraman asked how she's feeling, and she's like, I think I'm all right. I want to go in. But Duncan, you're going nowhere. So he tries to defy him, stands up, and immediately just lands back on her ass and falls over. (laughs) Duncan just looks at the other staff. Yeah, she just falls over and slams on the bench, and she's like, (laughs) he's not even sort of like, I'll get up and it's like, bump, straight down. (laughs) Duncan just looks at the other St. John staff member. They both just shake their heads. <laughs> we get a brief snippet of the audience dance along the sister sleds. We are family as Matthew's down in the car park. A man approaches and asks, excuse me, do you work here? <laughs> and he just replies, what do you think? Surely it reminds me of sort of like a Lee Evans show because just sort of like... You know, if you, you know, whenever you're in a shop and sort of like someone comes up to you and they go, "Excuse me, do you work here?" and you're like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you just sort of like, as they walk away, they give the sort of like look as if you should work there, just sort of like, eh, eh. and then you just feel like you want to turn around, and just sort of like go, "Yeah, I do work here." Now, fuck off, your bard. Sensing. <laughs> <laughs> So we get a quick fade and we see uh, Matthew in, in the car park still. He's reciting Oliver by himself with more. <laughs> you, want you want more? more? <laughs> a, a co-worker turned up and Matthew asked where he's been and he said he's been, oh, I've been watching the show. <laughs> Matthew says, oh, since shy talkers are you. <laughs> and rushes in just, just as he realises the show is finished and everyone's cleared out. Yeah, yeah the voiceover guy just makes a comment of just sort of like going, Matthew, was fa- Matthew finally makes it to the auditorium. And then literally just sort of like, he walks out sort of like into the bit of just sort of like seeing the entire arena just sort of like empty. He's like, oh, just sort of like, the voiceover guy makes it, voiceover guy makes a bit, makes a comment of, but he's too late. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just hear he's like, oh, piss. <laughs> <laughs> Carol's back with Duncan asking for the whereabouts of her friend. Duncan says she's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, Adina's sort of, just gone off. Yeah, du- Duncan's gone. like, oh, it's like a needle in a haystack. And Carol's just like, just, just shut up, will you? Just shut up. Adina! <laughs> Duncan just says, you're not going to find her. 
The stewards then have to do a final final. The stewards have to do a final security check as the credits roll. Sean is looking on again like a skinny bald flooder, <laughs> flooder impersonator. Fuck. <laughs> the, the stewards are all pretty much in sync apart from Matthew who's like severely lagging behind looking miserable he's, he's missed the show <laughs> Sean shouts up that he wants to go home and Ke- Ke- Kelly is walking past us giving the V's <laughs> uh, Chris is like what's it what? I think well uh, yeah Chris is like, what's he doing he's like, he's giving the V's giving the V's back giving the V's and then next week, Adina is somewhere near Carlisle at a service station. <laughs> Sean oh, well, and Chris that's... are in Berlin that's... reading German off of cards and show them the fun trick. Yeah, and you actually see the actual payoff for the dick on the on the on the chalkboard, where he's actually stood in front of the cock and it actually you know it's right engulfed around his head. <laughs> so I was I was just about to say as well, sort of like the fact that Adina's ringing up from a service station saying that she's sort of like in the middle of sort of like Carlisle. I was wondering if this was maybe a throwback to the pilot episode. I thought so. Like, isn't it sort of like the manager of the service station makes a comment about sort of like a a um, a passenger that got got on sort of like the wrong bus and ended up at sort of like the other end of the country. Uh possibly, yeah. That, I I, so. Yeah, I think so. So it might have been sort of like a very subtle callback mm. to the pilot episode. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I just love sort of like this. The um, it's obviously sort of like this. The next week, next week preview. Obviously, you've got sort of like Adina ended up in Carlisle. Um, Lasek ended it's doing their sort of like their um their course in Berlin, and then obviously you got sort of like Matthew Kelly sort of like outside the door of some like locker room. It's just sort of like going someone off camera. It's just sort of like is it wound right, back? Is it wound back? Is it wild back? Is it wild back? Right, come on, quick, quick, quick. It's coming now. It's coming now. Take it now. <laughs> Puts his head sort of like round the door frame of this sort of like dressing room. And as the door opens up, it's sort of like, you know, it's meant to be sort of like Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> so they managed to get a snapshot. And you just hear off, off camera, Kelly! <laughs> you just see like Elton John's panic stricken. The, the door slams closed. We just hear Matthew say, it's all right, he's got a pacemaker. <laughs> and that's the last thing you hear. And that's the arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Now uh, I've I've got to tell you, lads. I like I did sort of like a, after watching um, the Ice Cream Man cometh. I sort of did a watch of sort of like the couple of episodes that we got to um, look at in this little podcast dealing yeah. with Bob. And I remember liking this episode, but I didn't think it would be as quotable as it has been. No, I'd say that's that's sort of like up the quality of this this episode because I actually I actually really quite enjoyed this one. Yeah, I did. Um, like I said, I didn't really enjoy the last episode because apart for me and the ice cream man cometh, it was more like the outbursts I found funny. Sort of like that's the thing I sort of like thought it was not really much to it but for this it was sort of like there was a few ongoing little storylines going on here and there and um, a lot of quotes that you can that were funny and memorable and I just 
I just found it a lot, a lot. It was a lot more enjoyable overall. This episode, in my opinion, probably one of the better ones. If I'm honest, uh, not as good as the bingo hall, but um, no. eyes down. I think that's the best one so far. Yeah. Um, but definitely up there. Yeah, I definitely fantastic I'd episode. Yeah. This is really good. I mean, like, if I'm sort of thinking of me rankings at the moment. This is sort of like it's competing with the Ice Cream Man Cometh for sort of like that second spot in terms mm. of sort of like enjoyable episodes to watch for for that Peter K thing. Because mm. I, I, I don't know what it was. I, th- I think it was just maybe sort of like that. I, I enjoyed sort of like the callbacks to the pilot episode, although I didn't really enjoy the pilot episode that much. I enjoyed mm. that there was a little bit of a continuation from it and sort of like an expansion. Yeah, sort a lot like of used the, ideas from it, from this pilot. Yeah. 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 And sort of like an expansion on sort of like some of the characters that you've seen in the pilot episode. And I don't know whether there's sort of like the writing of that expansion of the stories of the people that we we see in this episode was like quite effective. And plus sort of like, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's so many sort of like quotable lines from this episode that just made it that much more enjoyable yeah. for me. Like that one we missed out, we didn't mention, was uh, there was a woman comes up to Peter, Ke- um, not uh, Peter Kay, because obviously the actor, uh, Matthew Kelly, who says, are you, are you around here? He says, no, I'm on the other side, I'm a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just things like that. Yeah. Just You'd think, so just normally it would be just a throwaway line, but it's things like that, because they're really funny and they're really quotable. It's just little bits I like. It's, I, it's things like that I enjoy. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. It, watching it back like yesterday and uh, yeah, yesterday and today, it, it, well, it was okay. Like I, I think I preferred like the um, in the club. Um, yeah, I think because like for me personally, I think I enjoy. The, the first three episodes that Peter Caving compared to like these the second three mm. um a lot more. I don't know why. There is there is still like the odd decent joke and stuff in them and the mm. odd decent one liner, but I just, I prefer the the first three episodes. So yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. But it's it is like it's it's a strange one though, like if, if they were to show like that Peter K thing on TV they'd have to show you the surfaces kind of to get, I think to get you the Used to you, Tara and Matthew Kelly. Otherwise, you watch him like, okay, this guy works. He's working in the arena. Like, this guy's a Western coach driver. Like, why? I think the context. Yeah. I think the context of the jokes would be lost, and you wouldn't yeah. get that sort of throwback, like mm. foreshadowing in previous episodes and stuff. Yeah, possibly. That um, makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, it was it was an alright one. Like. Yeah. But the the amount of time I kept sort of like Utah appears, and but I just had, originally wrote it as Memphis because Adina keeps calling Utah Memphis, and <laughs> I wrote, I kept starting to M E M several times and like, no shit it's Utah. <laughs> yeah, I thought for his brief period he was on this episode, I thought he was quite funny and memorable. You know the bits and bobs like this, the bit with the gun. Oh, oh, they got it so I can scare the school kids. It's like yeah. Well, the um, the other interesting tidbit with with the arena is that when uh, Peter did work there, he was 
I, he, he mentioned in an interview or something once that he was uh, working, I think it was Take That. Wet, wet, wet. No, he was working, wet, wet, wet. Uh, when, he actually, when he was actually working, he was working at Take That. Oh, right. I thought he worked wet, wet, wet as well, unless he's done both. He probably has done, but he said he was, I remember him saying he did take that, but he was, he wanted to go down and watch it. And, uh, I think it was Gary Barlow. Gary Barlow? One of them, anyway, one of the big names. And he was, apparently he wasn't actually in, he was like Matthew, he was not actually in the show. So, he went round the arena telling different people, all right, you're on your break, you can go on your break now. And he was taking over them so he could get down at the front. But, of mm. course, you've got to stand at, like with your back to the actual show. And you're, like, you're not meant to like react to anything. So we stood there and like the, one of the big Take That songs has like, the big like um, finales or whatever. It's the... I can't remember which song it is, but he said, he said oh, yeah, there's like, this song. And he's like, I'm stood there. I'm like, going, oh! My God, this is amazing! Because <laughs> on he, he he does actually he mentions it on one of these his tour DVDs as well, like the one of the newer ones that say like the tour that's not a tour tour or whatever or back on nights whatever it's called. And there's one of them where Gary Barlow does actually come out at the end and they do like a bit together. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. That's all you that's know. I have to look at yeah. But Paul also does factor into his um, his re- film remake he announced like 10, 10, 11 years ago where he wanted to remake Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Shot shot for shot and script script for script. I'd love, set, I'd in love Man- to see... set in Manchester, but it was going to be called Die Well Hard. <laughs> oh, he's in like a Toby Plaza, it's the Hilton. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, that'd it's, be amazing. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be playing a security guard at this... Uh, at this thing in Manchester, I got picked up from the airport, <laughs> and he goes through it on the with Jonathan Ross. It's fucking hilarious. But he was like, he's like, oh, I've had serious talks with like Universal or whatever, but it's obviously it's never come to fruition. So, oh, that's just fucking amazing. <laughs> fucking uh, Peter K, the bleeding white vest, crawling through vents. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you noticed, but I'm big boned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy gets shot in a wheelchair and just he's sort of saying, I've got a machine gun, ho ho ho. He'll just have written on it, I have, have, how have you know I'm disabled? <laughs> <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I now have a machine gun. <laughs> well, there's, there'll be some point where they'll just pay you, they'll just go, hiya. Hiya. <laughs> He said a yippee ki yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. He said a yippee ki motherfucker. He says, How's we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's like quoting bits of it. And he, he was like, Oh, I'm going, I'm going the whole log of it. Yippee ki motherfucker. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a bit where he gets like Jonathan, Jonathan Ross in the headlock. He's like, I might be a security guard, but I'm not taking any shit. <laughs> Oh God Almighty! <laughs> oh, oh, no. dear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh God! If only we could have Rave on as the main bad guy, that would be amazing. <laughs> Rave on with like a German accent. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's got to have his actual accent. He's got to be. No, to have yeah. Rave on. Yeah. He's got. He's got to still be Rave on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Put your guns in, put put your hands in the air, or you may die. <laughs> Shabba. Or you just sort of like you, you you work it in a way of just sort of like you know, Ravon is the actual villain. He is actually doing it in his own accent, but you sort yes. of like treat him as if he's sort of like doing it in sort of like a foreign dialect. Given that there's so many times it's sort of like Phoenix Knights, just sort of like you know, particularly like, hey, hey, what, banging? It's like, oh yeah, thanks, thanks very much. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's sort of like misunderstanding. Just oh, as long as Kenny Senior plays um, Ellis. Oh God! Yeah, it's, oh, if Ellis is there, yeah, and he's there, and he gets he only gets that coke before he gets shot, and he pours it out. But instead of being coke, it's kamikaze lager. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> alcoholic. I've I've thought it's pain. You're just sort of like, yeah, yeah, Jackie, see ya. Yeah, evidence. I've got you paid for you. It's served in a burnt vase. <laughs> so many it's like, ideas. It's like a swing ball set, just all like, yeah, Robert, yeah. Or oh, you could make it Proof. well. Always, you could make it with so many sort of Easter eggs as well. You know that bit where he oh, goes, yeah. they go. There's a room bit where, where um, Takagi gets killed. Yeah, and he's, there's that room with the model in it. But instead of being the whole cityscape, it's just one big model of the the Phoenix Club yeah. in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh god why don't we make this we make this film <laughs> yeah be better, than, be, better than, to... be, better, be better than all the parody movies that have come out in like the last decade or so oh absolutely at least ours would be actually be fucking funny <laughs> I'll just find the cliff again on YouTube and send it on the group chat oh please do please do <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! So yeah, uh, I think that concludes the episode, boys. So I think it does. Might as well give yourself some plugs. You want to go with first, Lewis? Yeah, go ahead. Um, as is probably has been known, or I've talked about in very many of my blogs during the Phoenix Pod, uh, myself and very many, uh, very many members of our little. Uh, podcast group have been uh, doing some lockdown wrestling reviews um, just basically a collaborative wrestling podcast between Coxie's wrestling podcast Lost Art of Wrestling and my podcast the Wrestlebox podcast um, just well it's mainly been um, NWA and like New Japan shows that we've been looking at at the moment uh, the latest episode that dropped last week was the first night of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Um, and we've got like a couple of other shows that we're going to be reviewing for the future. Um, I have got some ideas that are in the pipeline, like possibly bringing some uh, GCW into the fold. Oh, ears pricked. Ears pricked. Given sort of like what happened in sort of like WWE uh, the night before. Um, where we're the, the, the night before that we were recording this podcast as sort of like a certain setup. I think a, a certain blood sport uh, event would make a quite interesting review, to be honest with you. But you know, well, that's something we might have to discuss further down the line. Um, roller cola so blood sport, I called it. <laughs> roller cola blood sport. Um, so literally if you're wanting to uh, check out these uh, Lost Art of Wrestlebox reviews they're available on the Lost Art of Wrestling 
podcast feed, uh, which is available on all good podcasting sites. Um, and just make sure that you check out um, Lost Art of Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter. As well as that, I recently started streaming, uh, game streaming on Twitch. Um, I did my first ever Twitch stream last night. Um, due to, well, due to the fact the game I was playing, the servers went down for sort of like a couple of hours. I had to cut it short a little bit. Um, but I will look at sort of like do, uh, I will be looking at doing some more sort of casual throwback, maybe sort of like some fun um, games to be playing on my Twitch channel. Uh, so just search for my profile, uh, twitch.tv slash loggers109. Um, and also make sure to follow loggers109 on YouTube, which is sort of like the main hub where I'll be doing my Let's Play series um, of sort of the Yakuza Remastered gaming series, um, which I'll be starting hopefully within the next week or so. Uh, might be a little bit longer. I'm not 100% certain yet. But uh, yeah, check both of them out uh, for good game streaming content. Right, you see, I've just been playing replaying through the old Mass Effect games. So um, that could be something I could film and show people. Bit late in the world, bit late in the day now though, what's Mass Effect 3, but I can always play it again. I don't need an excuse to do that. <laughs> oh, but no. yeah, if you want to hear me, you can find me on the Lost not Lost Art of Podcasting, because I usually am on there as well, but you can also find me <laughs> on the RAD Live podcast. We're on all the available good podcast catchers out there, such as Apple Music, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify. Why do they always begin with S, by the way? Um just notice that they're railing them off. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at UKRAD Podcast, and we are on Facebook as well. Just look for the page. Uh, but you can also find my alter ego Steve on Twitter at Steve AOTGTMP, where I tend to take the um, piss out of Rogar and sometimes Matt, who is also known as um, Tommy Hawkins. So if you want to follow some general shit out, or you can go on there. But also, yeah, you can also find the show that Steve is on at, at Treason No on Twitter as well. And of course, you can find the Lost Art Podcasting on Facebook or on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast, Instagram at Lost Art Podcasting. Uh, you can find the Lost Art of Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter at LAOW Podcast. Um, and of course, you can find us on Spreaker, Sitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, places. Name it, everywhere. We're on it. It's we're everywhere. everywhere. Where, wherever your podcast provider, we're probably on it. And if not, give us a shout and we'll get right on there. And if we're not on, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're not worthy of us. He wants a war, he's got a war. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's been episode 11 of the Phoenix Pod. Working it out, working it out very quickly. Yes, it is. <laughs> quick, quick mathematics. Slash episode four of that PTK thing, technically, because it's the arena. So join us in a couple of weeks for episode five as we look at Leonard, the world's yeah. oldest paperboy. Yes. <laughs> I'm a hologram. <laughs> you, might as, you might as well be. Your fucking lighting on is awful. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like you sort of like you filmed FBI files. You're like, I'd rather be anonymous. <laughs> hey, I'm, I am the greatest WWE world champion of all time right now. Vacant. <laughs> vacant. I am vacant.
Oh, dear. <laughs> that sums me up pretty most of the time, actually, to be fair, I think. <laughs> well, for the Phoenix pod, I've been AXC. I've been Stupid Sexy Flinders. And I've been Lewis Ogden. And we'll see you next time on the Phoenix Pod. Ooh, how's he saying that with a lisp? gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top! You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain, every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack, with a chance to win up to ten times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.